The Abandoned Hotel During the early fall season, and with heavy snowfall, Travisville traveled past Vancouver, Canada, heading towards an abandoned hotel which was called the Black Raven. The hotel is known for its prestigious setting, as well as its number of floors. The floors of the hotel are a total of 13, and all of them have a large majority of hauntings that witnesses have suspected to be either spiritual or demonic occurrences, even though they are both part of the same thing. Some have even been attacked by the unseen forces. Vell arrived at the Black Raven Hotel and found no one there but himself. While walking closer to the front entrance of the abandoned place, he heard a vehicle approaching from behind. He turned and looked, saw the vehicle, and the driver. The vehicle parked next to him, and the driver exited. I do not know who you are or where you come from, but you cannot enter this place, the driver said. Why shouldn't I enter? Vell asked. Is it because of the spirits? Yes, sir. I'm giving you a fair warning here. I heard that some guy was going to go inside the place and try to contact those things. You're making a mistake. You could release them out of there and bring them out here amongst us. Judging by the way you speak, you do not understand the spiritual realm nor its duties. You're speaking with the spirit seeker. And there are many such as I in this field. So please do me a favor and return to your home in peace and leave the spirits to me. Vell turned away from the driver and approached the hotel doors. The driver, filled with emotions, ran toward Vell, snatching him by his right arm, trying to pull him away from the hotel doors. You need to leave this place, sir. It is not safe to be here at this particular time and season. Unhand me, or I would suggest placing you inside this hotel, and you can deal with those who are unseen to the human eyes. You wouldn't do that to me. I'm just an ordinary guy. I have a job. A wife, children, a home, <laughs> a car. I have a life. I'm just trying to get you to understand that you must save yours before you make such a mistake. Vale stared at the driver and smiled. As always, men like you aren't truly built for the weight you have to this life. You're crumbling under the one you're living in. Men like you will never fully awaken to understand what lies beneath the scales that cover your eyes and blind your sights. You and people like you are blinded to the truth, and you will never seek to find it, nor the one to hide it. Therefore, you're simply wasting your time trying to change my ways, because I've already chosen my path, as it's presented itself before me. You must not enter this place. You cannot. It's suicide. Suicide is what you do when you've given up your belief and strength in things beyond your comprehension. They all snatch his arm back from the driver and approach the doors. He placed his hand on the door handles and pulled them back towards him. The door swung open, as if a gust of wind had blown them out. The driver panicked and ran to his car, screaming for his life. You've opened the doors. You've released the spirits. The driver pulled back and drove away as Vell watched him leave, and he gave him a slight smirk. Now, let us see who's been waiting here for me. Vell walked into the hotel and looked at its interior lobby. He took a few more steps as the two doors behind him shut. Vell then circled the lobby. I fully understand there, there are 13 floors in this place, and I intend to search them all before this night is over. I hope those of you in this place can and will understand that. Vell walked by the elevator, 
knowing there was no electricity operating since his abandonment. He walked past it, and as he approached the end of the hallway toward the staircase, a small bell rang behind him, and he turned and saw the light of the elevator blinking. Interesting and intriguing. The bell walked back toward the elevator, and the door was open, as if it was all set up for him to enter. He nodded and entered. The door was shut, and the elevator operated as if it was still in use. The elevator went up and stopped at the second floor. The door was open, and Vail exited. I take it someone in this place is on my side. Vail found himself in the hallway of the second floor, and all that surrounded him were the rooms and equipment which was left behind before its closing. He walked through most of the hotel floor, such for any signs of spirits, and upon doing so he found nothing, nothing that related to the spirits. He went toward the staircase door, and the elevator dinged once more. He went back to the elevator, and his doors opened again. He chuckled as he entered, third floor out taken. The elevator moved up and stopped, allowing Vail to step foot onto the third floor. And upon doing so, a gust of wind moved past him. Bill quickly turned to his right and saw a shroud of mist hovering through the hallway, and he entered a room without the door being open. Here we go. Bill ran toward the room, and he opened the door. Gazing around, he didn't even spot the mist which went into this room. Although he can hear what appeared to be people talking amongst themselves in the hallway, which didn't startle him, but it raised his awareness of his surroundings. There's more of you on this floor. It proves very interesting. He stepped down back into the hallway, and he continued to hear the voices speaking to each other, as if they were having a simple conversation amongst themselves. He reached into his coat pocket and pulled out the book of rituals. He raised the book above his head and circled in his steps. You see this book I hope above me, spirits? This book will send you to the other side, where you will all be judged for your actions here on this earth, and it will prove your eternal place. Some form of wind began to pick up from inside the hallway as Vel continued to speak toward the spirits. He held the book above his head tightly, and as he continued, he saw a shady form of humans. They all appeared to be yelling at him in anger and hatred. Vel knew what kind of spirits these were, and he raised his voice as he spoke to them. I will not repeat myself to you, spirits of the demonic darkness. You will respond to me, and you will enter the other side and be judged for your earthly accounts. The spirits screamed toward Vail as each of them began to fly in towards him. They entered the wall behind him. The spirit seeker never flinched as the spirits flew past him. He then continued to speak to him, holding the book continuously above his head. At that point, he understood that a few of the spirits had indeed went over to the other side, while the ones that remained had decided to remain in the hotel, simply to attack Vail in any shape possible. I know you're traveling to the upper levels of this hotel, spirits. I intend greatly to seek you out, to release you from this place you currently call your home. Bill walked toward the elevator, but this time it no longer worked. He shrugged his shoulders, taking the stairs up to the fourth floor. When he reached the fourth floor, he didn't receive any communication or any type of sound from a spirit of any kind. He searched every room on the floor to make sure there wasn't a spirit hiding amongst his presence. Fourth floor. Appears to be clean. Bill says he checked the last room. He then went up to the fifth floor, and all he could see around him was trash and leftover furniture, all sitting out in the hallway. 
The hallway itself, however, had an odor resembling the dumpster, which would be sitting out back, or of course on the side of the hotel. Though, strangely enough, there were no dumpsters near this hotel. Bell searched every room on the fifth floor, jumping over rugged and molded furniture to get into some rooms. Some had a damp feeling, and they possessed the smell of damp air after a sudden rainfall. The floor is clean. Spiritually clean, I might add. Bill then arrived to the sixth floor. And as soon as he took a first step forward, a mist of cold air blew past him. At that point, he could feel the presence of a spirit, whether it be human or demonic. He smirked as he walked slowly down the hallway, which was much cleaner than the fifth floor. Finally, one of you has started to present yourself toward me. And of all the floors, you decided to pick the sixth one. <laughs> I guess six is your lucky number. We do not like your trespassing, Hunter, a disembodied voice said from the hallway. I heard that very clearly, and I would like for you to speak to me again, so I can get a sense of your character, and afterwards, just send you over to the other side. We demand you leave our home, the voice commanded. I'm not leaving this hotel until all of you are gone, and until it becomes nothing more than an old building waiting to be crumbled down. A loud scream shrieked through the hallway, though it covered his ears quickly to avoid minor damage. At that point, the shriek had immediately ceased. Bill removed his hands from his ears, and the entire hallway was dead silent. Whatever you are, and wherever you come from, I am here to send you to another place, where you will never escape your fate. After searching the sixth floor in full, he continued to make his way upward, with the remaining floors, 7 through 13. On the 7th floor, he found a note which was left behind by someone who was either staying or working in the hotel. He read the note as it implied there were some otherworldly forces that might have dwelled in the hotel before it closed. He placed the note in his coat pocket. Seems you've been here a while. The 8th floor possessed neither anything related to the supernatural, nor were there any spirits contacted by Veil throughout the entire floor. The ninth floor possessed very little furniture and a shortage of rooms, whereas the first eight floors were settled with a total of 20 rooms. The ninth floor, however, had 10 rooms. Bill kept his patience in check, and he noticed there were no spirits found within these upper floors. I know you're here, and you were waiting on me to find you, yes, Bill said. I will find you. And we will have our confrontation. Bell stepped foot onto the tenth floor and spotted a difference in the air. A change of sorts, which could only be caused by a weather effect, though it was continuing to snow on the outside, whereas the interior on the tenth floor felt of a mixture between heat and cold. Bell had placed his mind onto what he was dealing with, a spirit or spirits that were unlike any he has encountered in his previous investigations. If you are on this floor with me, make yourselves known. I heard one of you speak to me on the sixth floor, and I demand you speak to me now before I reach the thirteenth. And end this. For good. Why have you come here, Travisville, the spirit seeker? A voice said from the other end of the hallway. You seem to be determined to eliminate us from your <laughs> our dwelling place. And yet, here we are. Bill couldn't see the figure from the other end due to the dark mist covering his presence. 
He pulled out a flare and threw it towards the middle of the hallway. The flare lit up, and all Velcro could gather by his sight was a figure, and on his hands were long, sharpened nails, and his eyes were like the cold sky. Come. Come, Trapsville. Follow me up to the thirteenth floor, and you will receive what you come for, the voice said as it disappeared. Vel ran toward the other end of the hall, fanning away the dark mist that covered the end. At that point he saw nothing, and ran straight up to the thirteenth floor, surpassing the eleventh and twelfth. He ran until he reached the door that would lead him to the thirteenth floor. He kicked the door open, looking around, realizing now that the floor was a place where people could stay. The thirteenth floor resembled an olive. A very odd place. It threw him off, because there was no rooms on this floor. The thirteenth floor was a secret office. What kind of place is this? The old question. This is our place. Our dwelling place, Spirit Seeker, the voice said, as is mine. The voice appeared closer toward Vail, as the entity then decided to reveal himself. The entity appeared to be a hybrid of both man and demon. Vail took a step back as he stared at the creature, never seen a living being of that kind before in his lifetime. What in the hell are you? I am known throughout the ages as Kamagwato, servant of Dagor. The soul eater. Dagor. Soul eater. When the hell are you speaking about demon beasts? It seems you've never heard of these things. And it appears you never studied into the occult as deep as you thought. We're always hearing about what kind of work you've done in many forms in the world. From the little stop at the mansion to that forest of druids. We know of you, spirit seeker. Vail stared at Kamagato, scanning the room for any others that might be before him on this floor. For Kamagato's presence wasn't alone. How have you been watching me? Why have you been watching me? For what purpose? Vail asked. You are one of our enemies, Travis Vail. You and countless others all share the same goal of eliminating our kind from this earth. To leave only the righteous alive to subdue it. There aren't others like me, demon. If there were, I would already made myself known to him. Oh, <laughs> the intriguing part of this meeting here is that you've mostly encountered one another in the past, at some point in time. But it was a small crossover, or passing by on the road. You've all met at some point in time. You will all meet again in the coming future. But that would be the moment where you all can agree to join together inside to face us. This isn't making any sense. I'm about to send you over. Vail pulled out his book, raised it over his head as he did previously, and Kamagwato just laughed at Vail for doing such a task. He even started clapping his hands and rubbing his sharp nails together to sidetrack Vail's focus. That little book is going to work on me. I'm beyond an ordinary spirit. I was created by my master Dagor, and only through him may I be put away. I want you to leave this place alive and intact, demon, Vel said. You must leave this place and take the remaining spirits with you. Why do you think I'm here? I'm here on orders from Dagor to collect as many souls as possible and bring them back to him for observation. What is he observing them for? Why well, to consume them, of course, and to gain as much strength as he needs to succeed in his plan. I would not allow such destruction to be the cause in my presence.
You know what I'm saying? He ran toward Kamakwato. You small pest. Kamakwato lifted Val off the ground and threw him against the wall. As the frame that was hanging on that wall fell on his head, cutting his forehead open. Very well. I will be leaving now, Travisville. And we will indeed come across paths once more. But that day will be most certainly your final investigation. Kamakwato advanced in the puff of smoke. And Vell ran after him. Seeing nothing but an empty room, Vell left the 13th floor and went back down to the first. The sun began to shine down on Vell as he walked back outside. He sealed the hotel doors shut and he entered his car, driving away. During his driving, his mind was set on Camagrato's words. And the words were what concerning Dagor and others whose work was similar to Vell's own. For now Vel has now learned that the universe is far bigger than he thought.